it'll be this, Badger fans, who are throwing dirt on the Badgers in the first half. If the Badgers are so bad, why was Isaac Gard getting a shot at the end of the game? Riddle me that, Badger fans. RJ, you were beside yourself watching Lehigh and Wisconsin go at it. It was a very abysmal first half. I'll it say was. That. It was horrible. And then, eh, what did you say, like five five-ish minutes into the second half, the Badgers then cranked it yeah. up a couple notches. They started making shots rather Stephen than Crowell, remember back to the, the, well, here I am, two feet from the hoop, and nope. Is Stephen Crowell, remember, he's seven feet tall? Yeah. Well, one thing I noticed. <laughs> and Lee from, High, sorry, right, real quick, Lee High, they had the number 55, this guy who had like a, he had like a samurai top like I used to have, except this is a lot better than mine was. Like you used to have. That guy was a baller, <laughs> and then he tangled up the Tyler Wall on the floor, and he looked like a career-ending knee injury. And uh, Once he left, it kind of, I was I like, think, yeah, it's going to unravel. That looks like more like an ankle. And whatever it was, it wasn't I good. Mean, he went and straight grabbed his knee, but like. Yeah, it was not good. It looked like he rolled up on the on his ankle. So, I mean. Lee High had some swag coming out. And yeah. then well, when that guy got hurt, their swag kind of exited the building with them. Yep. But yeah, sorry, Roddy. What were you saying about one thing that uh, I observed from GameCast? Thanks a lot, Dish Network. <laughs> is Wisconsin and the turnovers in the first ten minutes of the game had five. Like this is a Wisconsin team where if they have more than ten turnovers in a game, you're like, what the hell's going on? It wasn't, pretty- and, and that was also on top of the fact that it it felt like the only person in the first half that could actually make a shot for Wisconsin was Jordan Davis. Yeah. No one else was shooting the ball well. Thankfully, Jordan Davis was. I feel like... Four or six from beyond the Weirdly arc. enough, about the same time that the zone feud between Connor Asijan and Jordan Davis started and sides were, were taken and... and lines were a, drawn in yeah, the sand. line was drawn in the sand. <laughs> Jordan Davis is shooting the ball well. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Davis, four or six, man. Uh, beyond the arc, 14 points. Yeah. He, but... Uh, Rowdy, the the side that we're on, I think. RJ, are we? You straddled the line, or are you on the Asian side or the Jordan Davis? I'm on the Asian side. I'm also. We're all on the Asian side here. Yeah, kind of right place, right time, or wrong place, wrong time. If you're Asian, I was just on the parallel. Here he is. Get fouled. Connor Asijan's a baller, dude. That was the one the Badgers took the lead and never looked back. Yeah, he's pretty good. He is pretty damn good. Pretty Connor Asijan. Pretty good. Uh, a freshman. This guy. This guy. I t- so our sports director, Zach Heilpernie, was on yesterday. And Ben Kenny kind of falls in line with him, too, sometimes. It was, well, Connor Asijan, uh he can make his shots, but he can't create his own shots. Late in that game? He was great. Oh, boy, was he creating the shots, <laughs> Connor Asijan. I texted Zach Halpern that. Um, and he's like, yeah, did you yeah, get a yeah, response? Yeah. I did. Oh, you he's did. like, yeah, 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 yeah. Usually yeah. it turns into a no. Well, he's I like, think, it looks I think <laughs> that the zone is firmly split on the Asijan versus Davis because it's us three versus Ben, Zach, and Grant. Mm. Grant and Ben are a big let's not dunk the basketball kind of guys. I'm, I am going to throw Grant out of this because I think it's a hometown bias. Yeah. He's not from lacrosse, though. Well, he, he lives. There, I have though. no bias, and he, I was at lacrosse. He I lives was, there. You know what? I was actually at lacrosse when uh, the quote-unquote what Grant cites as lacrosse central great basketball players was actually starting with Kobe King. But Grant is from originally. Is it Menominee? Yeah, he's from is, up towards like uh, uh, Eau, Claire. Eau Claire area. Yeah. 
So I don't. His only, so yeah, his only allegiance is that he just happens to live there. Yeah. Weirdly enough, you know who I is. think is the deciding vote on uh, the zone? I think it's Bill Michaels. Oh. Oh. Well. Wow. Well, okay. Hmm. Interesting. I, like that's the only other zone employee left that hasn't come out and taken a side. That's true. There's no fence what sitters here Clemens? at the zone. What is Mike Clemens? Does his vote count same as Bill's? That's yeah, basically the same. Well, speaking of Mike, he'll be on the day at 935. I'll ask him. Oh, you can ask him. Yeah. yeah. I'll ask him at 935 today. Uh, Connor Siegen, Connor Siegen, Connor Siegen. Yep. So there's three. Three. That's us in the room. Zach is still Jordan. Da- he Zach wants to say Connor Siegen, but he's placating yeah. toward the Davis side of things. So they have the three with Grant. Okay, yeah. Well, Bill Michaels is the deciding vote. Yeah. Should I just text him right now? Bill, we're, we're in a heated debate. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm, Your gonna text thoughts. Him. I'm just going to text him. I'm going to text him. Uh, I'm sure he's up. Hopefully he's listening. Ooh, I think we should run a poll. What do you want to do? Just who who would you Davis prefer to play? Jordan Davis or Connor Asijan? Here, let's, 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 <laughs> I'll, I'll get, I'll work on the poll. Uh, we need you to split the, here's my text to Bill. We need you to split. Break a tie. To, yeah, good idea. Break a tie for us. And we're asking. All zone men. Well, I guess Grant and Ben don't fit in that then. All zone employees. <laughs> Who would you rather have? <laughs> Sorry, rather have. Connor, or I'll do uh, Jordan Davis first because seniority. Wouldn't you be, who would you rather start? Who would you rather start? Yeah, start Jordan Davis or Connor Asijan. All right, that is going to our one and only Billy Michaels. There it is. Send. It, the ball is literally in your court now, Bill. Who do you give it to? Connor Asijan, a.k.a. Jimmy Chitwood, <laughs> or Jordan Davis, the lesser brother of the Davis Brothers twins? All right. It is in Bill Michael's court. We'll see what happens. We're all Asijan. Yeah, I just, I just don't understand <laughs> the, the Grant Bill's bias. Yeah, you have no allegiances besides you just having to live in an apartment in lacrosse. Yeah, I think, like I think he doesn't want his lacrosse brethren to come down on and him. And so if you know anything about lacrosse or like the history of lacrosse in the school a lot of it back in the day was founded on like physical education or gym teachers yep like a lot of seriously a lot of physical educators and gym teachers went to lacrosse because that was one of their specialties so I actually had some friends that were in that line and you know a lot of those type of guys they go and get assistant jobs at the local high schools in the area. Yeah. I actually had a guy that I sat right next to in some classes. I was an assistant at lacrosse central when they had Kobe King, when they had Johnny Davis. Yeah. So there's no, ally. there's no, there's no allegiance here. <laughs> Call it like you see it. Yeah. Uh, we have a message. Bo knows 1209 on Twitch power name right there. Bo Ryan. Is that you? Bo knows. He goes, I would rather start. Jordan Davis and play a Siegen more than him. Oh. See, this is the thing that I don't so quite understand. That, that That's actually, what Zach was yeah, like, Zach start. goes, well, I want to start Jordan Davis because he has better defense. I, I honestly think the defense versus offense argument is the most irrelevant high school yeah. baseball coach thing ever. I want a better hitter at third base. I want a better fielder at third base. <laughs> so play him. Like, it's the most you could make any type of argument to frame it for any reason why. The biggest thing here for me is I want the best five starting. Yeah. If 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 I'm going to have the best five starting, 
uh, clearly, okay, let's not <laughs> let's not completely throw dirt on any one side. Both guys deserve to get minutes. Yeah, there's no totally. doubt about. I that. I mean, Jordan Davis was a huge reason why they won last night. So was Connor Asijin. Both guys deserve to have some shots. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Who's been more of a quality shooter, though, so far this year? It's Connor Asijin. Connor Asijin. Yes. I would say that that in about a three-game stretch, Jordan Davis has been complete fire. Yes. But the entire year, Connor Asijin has shot better than him. Now, let me ask you guys this. And I know we're on the same kind of wavelength here, but it's nearing the end of the game. It's a close game. Who do you want shooting a three? Connor Asijin or Jordan Davis? Connor Asijin. Same. All day, every day. Now, in a snapshot of the last five games, you would probably take uh, Jordan Davis because he's just been that hot. But for the whole season, how many times have you seen big three after big three where Connor Asijin pulls up and hits it when the team needed it? When the team needed it, he comes up nothing but net. Huge threes. It's been almost all season. It's been a siege. And it and it's been from a kid that literally looks sixteen and is a true freshman. Yeah. It, and yeah. and he's got the little bit of the swagger, a little bit of the cockiness, and, and the a Jimmy little Chitwood bit of him. Yeah. A little bit of the he's just too young to understand he's not supposed to hit those type of shots. Yeah. Don't get caught watching the paint dry. <laughs> I mean, this dude is a baller. Um okay, so we're uh, the ball is in uh Bill Michael's court right now. He has not yet responded. We'll see. He's probably Hopefully, Le- LeBron's sleepy's out of his eyes. Getting ready for a highly successful Bill Michael show coming up. All right, let's see. Uh, line one, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. It's Adam. Adam, my man. What's up, brother? Hey, uh, just on my drive in to work, a little less hectic today so far. Um, Knock on wood. But I went to that, great. Yeah, I went to the game last night, and I just wanted to piggyback on your conversation about the two guys here. Um, real quick, real quick, Adam. Was it yeah, as I dead? Will, I, will, I will. Was it as dead? Was it as dead as it looked? Um, it took a while for the crowd to kind of realize there was a basketball game yeah. going on. It looked like there was like ten people in the student section. Yeah, it was. I I was talking to my son. Like, I think they a lot of the kids are out of town or something for break. I believe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I could be. It was. It, it about halfway through the second half. It got a little more buzz going. Uh, also, uh, uh, sorry to interrupt. I wanted to get this out there, no, too. I think this is correct. Happy belated birthday to your son. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He turned 18 yesterday. Congra- so. How's it feel, man? An 18 year old. How's it feel? It makes me feel like I'm closer to 118, honestly. <laughs> well, happy birthday to uh, uh, Dylan. 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 Yeah. Happy birthday yeah. to Dylan. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to say they were, um, you know, Davis hit his shots. They kind of like came to him. They were running sets for a season and they were effective sets. They were precise. And there was no doubt that they were funneling offense through that kid. And he, he lived up to it. And, um, he had a couple little moves to get to the paint and kind of hit a floater once, hit a, a mid-range J off a curl. Yeah. Um, he, he's a complete player already, and he's a willing defender. He's, he's got to get stronger, but he's a willing defender too, yeah. for sure. Yeah, he was Very creating. active on defense. Yeah, they were running through him, and he was creating too in that second half. Uh, were you worried at all going into halftime about the Badgers potentially losing to Lehigh? <sighs> yes, because the, they – their body language was like, let's roll the ball out and just get this one in the column. And the crowd was not real energized. So I, I thought it was just one of those doldrum games where it was just going to be interesting longer than it should have been. And it was. But And then you got to see Isaac Guard. Yeah, I know. I, it, it was that was a pretty good touch, too. Um, so, yeah, just um, I, it's nice to have the depth, you know. And, uh, 
yeah. to, to be seven eight guy. You know, Gilmore looks good off the bench too. He's got a big frame. He's a little bigger than he looks like on TV too. I thought so. Um, I, no, no reason to be encouraged. I don't know why we keep getting this eighth, ninth. You guys have touched base on it all week. It's keep doing it, you know, because it seems to work best for us anyway. Than, yeah. than not have the expectations. Yeah. So. Adam, good yeah. stuff, brother. Oh, and before I let you go, I, I, hopefully we'll talk on Monday when it happens, but how are you feeling about Packers' chances as they got the Rams from Monday Night Football? Man, I they're going to they're gonna win, but I don't know how many eggs I'd put in that basket. I, <laughs> let, let's say that the Rams, the Rams will lose because they kind of want to more than the Packers are going to take the game from them. Yeah. Uh, Adam, good stuff, brother. Have a great weekend, my man. Thanks for calling in. You too, guys. Keep yeah. her going. See you, homie. I have some simple questions for you guys. Ooh, so. Okay. What state? How simple? Like simple. What fact? state, when it comes to basketball, is better, Wisconsin or Indiana? Just pulling recruits year in and year out. Was it? I just ran into the mic. <laughs> uh, what state is better for pulling recruits? Yeah. What is the better state to recruit for basketball, say, Indiana or Wisconsin? Indiana. Indiana. So the answer is Indiana. Mm-hmm. One of the kids that we're talking about is top 10 in Indiana history and in scoring. Correct. That's pretty crazy when Indiana is actually known for being a big basketball state. Mm-hmm. There, You have a lot of the rural kids that are great shooters and a lot of the city kids that are great athletes. 2,526 career points on a central noble one, high school. One is in the Indiana. top 10 in Indiana state basketball scoring history. His story. story. The guy can get a basket. The guy can his, shoot the basketball. His story. The other one has basically been overshadowed by his brother in the state of Wisconsin his entire life. Now, that's not necessarily his fault. His brother's a lottery pick. His brother is an NBA player. His brother was a hell of a college basketball player. But again. He's number seven in the state. Again. He doesn't. It, it, does he show up in the top ten of Wisconsin scoring? Does Does he show up in any big time thing like that for like state records? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. That's not a, that's not a, I'm not. gonna roll with the shooter that is proven to score. Give me the shooter. Give me the shooter, Marky Mark. Let's Give go. It Give it to me. Yeah. Listen, it's not a knock on Jordan Davis. It's just that's how good Connor Seaton is. One has highly successful. High team males saying, you know what, this guy's the other, the man. One has a guy who wears socks, sandals, and short shorts representing him. I mean, it happens. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't think it was fault. It's not. You know, already? And if, if we're going to play one guy because he's a scorer, and then some people using the other reasoning being that uh, Davis is a better defender. How about we bring, we start the kid that can score all the points, and then when we get a lead, we can bring in the defense. <laughs> Sounds like you need to be coach <laughs> or an assistant. <laughs> yeah, my recruiting. My recruiting. If I was in Connor Asijin's uh, living room, is I intend to start you. <laughs> <laughs> I intend to start you. <laughs> Love it. Do you think Connor? How many times do you think Connor Asijin has seen the movie Hoosiers? Probably the first movie you watch. I think if you're born in Indiana and you play basketball, you have to watch the movie at least ten times before you're allowed to dribble a ball. Yeah, that's actually yeah. the the movie that is like most played in elementary schools <laughs> when they have like the pull out the TV day. Kids, it's Hoosiers again. <laughs> it's Yay! a TV day, everybody. <laughs> kind of sees like yes, yes, yes. Maybe Jordan Davis needs to watch that a little more. I don't know, I don't know if it's the psychedelics. 
or just the good vibrations of the Beach Boys or knowing that I'm going to fatten my wallet with the one and only Dave Esler. But I'm feeling good today. David, good morning. Good morning, Evo. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm listening to Beach Boys. I got Dave Esler. I got Rowdy in the room with me. I got my coffee. How could I be any better? I'm great, Dave. Feels good. I'm going to the, I'm going to the beach. I know. You are Mr. Beach Boy yourself, aren't you? Sometimes. Dave, uh, let's see here. We got a bunch of snow over the weekend. A tree fell down in my backyard because of it. Had to cut it up, knock some power lines down. Uh, yesterday, we had so much snow that a lot of people used it not to get into work, despite the roads being fine because of the plows. How's Florida? I'm a little chilly by my standards. You guys would probably love it. Here, I'll uh, give you a a little snapshot of what the end of next week looks like for us. 6, 7, 11, 15. And we're not talking about uh, playing dice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get it. And and honestly, I think if you add all those up, you might get to today's eye in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Dave, I want to make some money. Some those aren't okay. point spreads either. Uh, have you been dabbling in the bowl season here as we start up here for the Bahamas? Do you, you got anything on the Bahamas bowl at all, or anything uh, you want to give us for bowl season? Oh, that would be Miami and UAB. Yeah, are you in on it? You got anything um, cooking? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we want instant gratification. Let's get the party started. Hell yeah! I mean, yeah, I mean, normally I fade like every back team and every bowl game because they're just uh, they're smaller, they're slower. And they don't very often play teams outside of the back. Um, but Miami played, I think, Kentucky and Cincinnati. I think they beat Northwestern. And, you know, UAB played LSU. So, you know, if you look at it, they're, they're, they're not dissimilar. But, you know, UAB had the much higher ranked strength of schedule. And Miami has real trouble scoring. So um, I'm going to go ahead and take the under in that game. I mean, you know, UAB throws the ball almost as infrequently as Navy. So I'm going to go with the under. Oh, hey, uh, real quick. Speaking of Navy, yes, uh, we uh, last Friday when you joined us, you said, I don't have the stones to bet on the over or the game of the uh, the Army-Navy game. Uh, sorry, was it, who was it again, Rowdy? Army-Air Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Army-Navy, excuse me, Army-Navy, excuse me. Rowdy got it, Dave. He had the balls, and he's dragging them around yeah. now. What do you think of Rowdy and his prowess of getting the over? Um, you know, I'm not going to throw him under the bus for all the texts he sent me during the game. <laughs> yeah, they probably won't uh, have FCC regulations. Yeah, might be true. Yeah, yeah. You know. All right, we'll just we'll just give Rowdy the wink and the credit then. Okay, we won't share the text. Absolutely, absolutely. I'd be touting my 11 and four bowl season last year if I were him. <laughs> Dave, you got any other bowl games that you're looking at here? Um, you know, I I. I like the Cincinnati Louisville under tomorrow. Now, in fairness, I bet that I think it's 40, 40 right now. I haven't looked this morning, but I think it's 40 and I bet it at a much better number, but you know, I still think it's a 21, 17 type game. Uh, if you want to look forward, um, I, I like South Carolina over Notre Dame. Um, Spencer Rattler is supposed to play. It's, it's, it's in Jacksonville. It's not a far drive from Columbia. So that'll be, fairly well represented and I'm actually contemplating Kent state, uh, Kent state, Kansas state over Alabama. Uh, they're only getting three. They're begging for Alabama money. Um, I doubt Will Anderson or Bryce Young play and 
if a couple of the offensive linemen uh, decide not to play, and I'm Bryce Young, I'm definitely not playing. So okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna probably take Kansas State there. No, well, we have a ways to go. I mean, we're going to talk to you again, Dave, next Friday before this happens. But have you have you dabbled at all in the Wisconsin and Oklahoma State for the guaranteed rate? No, I mean, I know it's a ways know, away. That's, yeah, that's a game that uh, you know the lines move too much. Like, I don't even know who's going to play in that game either. You know, so, geez. Well, that's it. But uh, the lines move too much, and I think you know ball games are something you have to bet like fairly early when the line comes out because you have done your homework and you kind of got an idea of who may or may not play. You know, if you're wrong, you can always buy it back. Yeah. Um, but that line's moved too much. I mean, I, I guess I would probably still bet the under, uh, but, you know, for, for any serious amount of money, you know, it's 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 gone off, off my radar. Dave, when you attack bowl season, what are, the, what are some of the things that you look for as maybe, uh, you know, I always want to look at strength of schedule. I always want to know who's in and who's out or what players or coaches are on, on the move. Uh, can you share some of the things that you look for, just kind of the basic bullet points when going through bowl season? Well, the, the easiest one and the most obvious one is motivation. I mean, oftentimes uh, teams just don't want to be there. And, you know, that would be Alabama. You know, this is the first year in forever they aren't in the Final Four. And... Uh, if you remember back, I don't know, about 10 years ago when Boise State beat them in this exact bowl because Boise State was like, oh, yeah, we get to play Alabama. Alabama's like, oh, we don't get to play for a national championship. <laughs> and, you know, they, they just were la- – and they had everybody playing. that was just lackluster effort. So that's the biggest one yeah. uh, that, you know, you have to look for. I mean, you know, uh, Luke Fickle just said it recently about, you know, let's, it's about motivation. Yep. And who wants to play? Who wants who wants to play? So that's probably number one. I mean, we we you and I talked about that yesterday, Rowdy, but now we're sharing that with everybody. But I mean and you can run down the list of games and there's a lot of games like that that teams are teams don't really care. Uh Dave Essler joining us right now. Uh he cares. We care about Dave a lot. Dave NFL wise, what are you looking at in the shield? Can you give us a little nug, a little juicy nug nug? Nug, yeah, I like the Chargers, and a lot of a lot of sharp people don't. But um, they're kind of firing on all cylinders right now. I think people are going to assume that Tennessee won't lose three games in a row, but uh, I, th- I think they will. Uh, the Titans' pass defense is thirty first in EPA allowed, which is probably not a good thing against Herbert and a bunch of uh, healthy wide receivers for a change. So I'm going to go with the. Los Angeles Chargers. Um, other ones, I don't know. Pittsburgh, Carolina. I mean, you kind of have to take Carolina at home. I mean, what's not to like about what Steve Wilkes has done um, since since Rule was gone? And you know, Pickett's in concussion protocol. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm going to think he probably won't. he may not play. They're pretty picky about that right now. It's your boy Trubisky or Mason Rudolph. I mean, I don't think they I don't think they're going to win on the road. So I like Carolina. So Dave, just because. Uh... You were making fun of me yesterday about it. <laughs> Who do you got in the Giants Commanders game? Well, go commies. I, no, I, I. It's not really a fair question because I know who you like, and I'm going to just take the other side. Um, I'm going to take the Giants. Rowdy's for the first time ever. Rowdy likes the commies. Yeah, I. I the only reason being that not the Commanders, just commies in general. Yeah, well, they, you know, call them what you would call them what you can get away with on the air, I guess. Um, 
the uh, I don't I'm not high on the Giants by any means, but Washington's offense is not uh, elite, and I don't know who they are to be laying five points or whatever it is to anyone really. Um, and it's a division game; teams know each other pretty well. Um, I you know I'm just going to take the other side just so Rowdy can give me grief if he's right. Oh, and you know he will. Dave, my favorite part about the Commanders team is probably the fact that um, some people think that, like, Heineke's a good quarterback. I'm not in that uh, I'm not in that camp at all, but I think there is something to be said, and you talked about it a little bit in bowl season there, motivation. The team is motivated to play with Heineke, and clearly there was a disconnect with Carson Wentz. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I mean, say what you will about Heineke and his stats. His one loss record is pretty good. But, yeah. you know, they, there is a difference between winning and covering the spread. Yeah. Good teams win, Dave. Great yeah. teams cover. You know? yeah, exactly. Dave, exactly. before I let you go. Giants are a great team. <laughs> Dave, before I let you go. <laughs> um, you don't have to give me any uh, you know, gambling nugs on it if you don't want to. But have you dipped into uh, Packers-Rams at all here for Monday well, Night Football? Yeah, I, I'm going I'm to take the Rams. <laughs> I mean, not the win, just the Baker. cover. I, I love I love Baker Mayfield. He was Player of the Week last week. Um, <laughs> I guess he had no. Nice. I mean, I mean, you know, in all fairness, I, I don't know, but in, I've talked about this ad nauseum. But if you're if you're betting, you don't want to ask teams to do something they haven't really done much of. And the Packers have only won two games by a touchdown, and both of those were against the the Bears, who they own anyway. So by default, I'll take the Rams. I don't like Baker Mayfield, actually, but I, I probably will someday. <laughs> Dave, got your outro song. Old foreigner. Dirty white boy. Dave, you golfing today? I, I, I love you guys. I love Dave, I love you too. The feeling is mutual, my friend. You golfing today? Uh, probably if it gets above 65. Oh, woe is me. When do you bust out the winter jacket and the uh, pants? Uh, anything under 65? I had, I, had to put a, I had to put a sweatshirt on to take the dogs out this morning. That's a little disappointing. Oh, you let the dogs out. Okay. Well, Dave, I, I uh, dude, I was out grilling the other night in a cutoff shirt and pants, and it was snowing. So, like, come on, toughen up. Take your toughen up pills, okay? No. <laughs> I'm going to say if, no. if we went out golfing today, I'm going to say it's probably harder to find your golf ball if you hit it 300 yards straight down the fairway then searching in the woods in the uh, summertime so you gotta use a pink ball i don't disagree no i prefer a yellow one yeah all right a yellow just no yeah. blue balls right dave no i don't want to be like you uh, you you hey. got that you got the you got the market cornered on that one hey either. you got me good dave we love you man have a good weekend <laughs> all right you guys too dave essler dave underscore essler on twitter esslr pregame.com my yeah. man dave Aaron Rodgers back at it in practice. Packers off of their bye. No protective anything on Rodgers' thumb. Also, the ribs doing a little better. Still, he said he's going to have some protective over his ribs. Uh, but, Rowdy, excited for the Packers because they finally get their full collection of wide receivers. First time in a while. Long while. And last time they had their full collection... Christian Watson was um, not catching any touchdowns. Like, remember, he, he dropped that big pass week one, and then it kind of like maybe the trajectory of his his career was going to be going like the Packers season. Well, and he really turned it around. Yeah, you would you could make the argument that uh, this is actually the healthiest that the Green Bay Packers offense has been all season. Mm-hmm. 
Because if you remember going back to the beginning of the year, they might have had Romeo Dobbs, they might have had Christian Watson, and everyone basically healthy at the skilled positions. But remember that offensive line didn't have David Bakhtiari. It didn't have Elton Jenkins. Uh-huh. You could easily argue now that uh, this is the healthiest the entire offense has been all year. You have those two guys on the line. You now have Christian Watson and, and Romeo Dobbs back. Sammy Watkins, um, Randall Cobb. They are all Cobb. around. Like this is This is the healthiest the offense has been. All season. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers made the comments earlier this week that his thumb is feeling better. Getting that extra week and time Hell off yeah. has helped. Well, here is uh, here's Rodgers on the emergence of Christian Watson known as a weapon and with the other receivers healthy. Is the offense finally what they thought it could be this season? If we aren't, we're going to be thinking about the offseason pretty quickly. So, you know, we got to score points and, um, you know, we, we need to be uh, we need to be in the 30s moving forward. Um, regardless of what our defense does, we score 30 points, we should win those games. So whatever it takes for us on offense, obviously we run the football pretty well most of the season. The burdens of Christian and his uh, dynamic ability has been obviously a very welcome sight. So we've got to find ways to get him the football, and then everybody else must just do our roles and and uh, score points. You know, but, but if we can get ahead of teams at home, we got three out of four at home, um, you know, we can put some things together, I think. Remember when people were saying that Rodgers, like, hated Christian Watson and never wanted to throw the ball his way because he dropped that one pass? Well, look at Christian Watson and Aaron Rodgers now. Uh, how about this? Rodgers was also asked, how does Christian Watson compare to Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, or other great receivers he's played with over the years? <laughs> well, let's, well, let's hear what Rodgers says. Well, I think from a polished standpoint, he's he's not quite in the category of you know, Greg Jennings or Devontae Adams or even Randall Cobb, their, their rookie year. But from a talent standpoint, he's as talented as those guys are. Uh, he has a unique skill set. Well, I say in this league, you, you got to do something really, really well to stick around um, uh, for a long time. If you're good at a few things, uh, you can, you know, have a nice little career. But if you're kind of excellent in, in a couple areas, you can really have a nice long career in this league. And and he has dynamic speed, you know, like we've seen some of the numbers, him and Tyreek, I think, are two of the fastest guys in the league. Um, we just haven't had that kind of speed around here. So he's got a different skill set from a base level. And then the things he's improved is catching the football. Um, now, it might be a little unorthodox at times the way he catches it, but uh, he's catching them all. He's catching them all. So, uh, so Pokemon master. He, he, you know, when, when Tay came in, when Greg came in, I remember, you know, I've said this story many times, but Greg ran a comeback route on the first day of practice. And it was like, whoa, you know, just his ability to get out of, in and out of a break and catch the ball in his hands. And Devontae was dynamic from the start. And obviously Randall had a really unique skill set as a rookie, being a return man and also being a slot receiver. Um, but Christian has that dynamic speed that you just can't teach. And as he continues to hone the fundamentals and his ability to kind of lock plays away in his mind and the recall of certain routes that he ran and how to set things up, uh, he's got a chance to be a really good player in the league for a long time. Aaron Rodgers with glowing reviews there. Of one Christian Watson, and rightfully so. The dude's been in fuego. Now, Nelly, you and Rodgers have something in common. Besides, you know, the mustache you can grow and the facial hair, brown hair. You and Rodgers have something in common. You want to know what that is? Yeah, enlighten me. Both you and Aaron Rodgers could not watch Thursday Night Football last night. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Rody, the victim of... uh, 
well, essentially your, your laptop can't run the yeah, thing. Last night was not great for my satellite connection and or internet connection. It didn't work. And then, yeah. Well, Rogers said, uh, you know, because we needed the Niners to win last night to beat the Seahawks to help the Packers out. What happened? Brock Purdy throws two touchdowns. Niners clinched the West and they beat the Seahawks, therefore helping the Packers out. Rogers was asked, will he be scoreboard watching this weekend? And he says, well, no, especially for last night. I don't watch Prime. Oh, yeah, scoreboard watch for sure. I'll be watching. Uh, I don't have uh, Amazon, but I'll be uh, I'll be checking my phone for sure tonight. Aaron, from a quarterback's I don't. You can use my login if you want. Yeah. <laughs> you and Aaron Rodgers, exactly the same. Checking on your phone last night doing GameCast. For Thursday Night Football. It's not ideal. <laughs> hey, you and Aaron Rodgers doing the exact same thing. Uh, so what else maybe is not ideal? Do you abide by? Yeah, but there is one difference. What's that? Uh, he's not paid to talk about said games that you're supposed to be watching. Yes. Like the Badgers. That's true. Thanks a lot, Dish. Well, that's, that's Dish. That's, that was the Big Ten Network's Dish. Uh, probably covered in snow. They couldn't beam the signal out for you. Well, how about this, right? Speaking of cold and the weather and uh, something maybe you and Rogers may or may not abide to, let's see if we're in the same wavelength as this. Cold weather games in Lambeau. Now, remember when we were always like, Brett, Brett Favre loves cold weather games, man. And then Brett Favre came out to say after he was done with the Packers, he's like, I hate it playing in the cold weather. Do you think Rogers is a cold weather guy? I really don't think so. And you I think, think anyone is. <laughs> And I think we've seen some of his best games are when it's warmer and when it's in a dome Mm -hmm. because Aaron Rodgers just in general is so good. Like, okay, like let's think about this. Aaron Rodgers is arguably the best thrower of the football, right? Yeah. He's arguably one of when he's healthy, one of the most accurate throwers of the football. So when you talk about the arm strength, the accuracy, all of it, Whenever, remember, like a few years ago, they were just like completely like, oh, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, only Patrick Mahomes can do this. It's like, I literally saw Aaron Rodgers make all those same throws a decade ago. <laughs> You're right. Um, but yeah, like he's one of the best throwers of the football to ever play the sport. Yeah, do people really legitimately like playing in the, in the cold, but, in the snow? Okay, well, think of it this way. When the weather is ideal and everything is perfect... It's it's everything's even. Yeah. He's clearly one of the best throwers of the football. Look at the Northwestern versus Ohio State game. Ohio State in a perfect conditioned dome stadium would beat Northwestern by 50, 60 points. I don't think anybody would really argue with that. Yeah. But then remember when they played them at Ryan Field when they never cut the grass at <laughs> Northwestern and it was like 30 mile an hour winds with rain and it was a crappy day. No one wanted to be there. And it there. wasn't good footing. No fans. And all of those great athletes from Ohio State really, you know, it, it was slippery out. Yeah. The quarterback that was by far the superior quarterback in CJ Stroud had 30 miles an hour of wind and it was hard to throw the football. The weather is a great equalizer. Yeah. He's clearly better in a dome. Well, let's hear from Rodgers. Do you get excited when you see sub-zero temperatures in the forecast for a game at Lambeau? I mean, let's take a listen. I do. Yes. I, I, love, I love when the weather turns and we get to have some uh, Packer football weather. The, Rogers likes it. 
Uh, asked how much does he like playing in cold weather now he's in his upper 30s? I don't know if you ever like it a lot. You just get pretty good at dealing with it. Uh, I enjoy it. Um, you know, there's a physicality to it, uh, the mental toughness that kind of comes into play that I think as a competitor you enjoy. But uh, I don't know if it, yeah, I don't feel like the older I've gotten, the, you know, the colder it feels. Um, so that doesn't really apply to me. I'm calling BS on this. You calling him out? Okay. Okay. What are some of the biggest Aaron Rodgers moments that you're like, when I think when, when Aaron Rodgers retires and I think back on his career, what are some of the biggest moments you think of? Like Dallas, Aaron Rodgers, like Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. Just like games, just games in general. You think of the Super Bowl, yeah. Especially if they never win another one. Yep. Was so that you, in a dome? You think of the run; they're all on the road domes. Yeah. That was in a dome. Yeah. Do you remember the toe tap by Jared Cook? Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys. That was in a dome. Jerry's World. Do you remember the Hail Mary dome? against the 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 Lions? Dome is a freaking dome. Dome. Uh, do you remember the Jeff Janis Hail Mary? Dome. That's basically a dome in yeah. in Arizona. Yeah. I don't know. You go right through in a lot of the big dome, memorable dome. Aaron Rodgers games where he had some some spectacular plays. Uh, it's a lot of domes, a lot of the outside chilly weather. I remember um, a lot of pissed off losses. Yeah. Like, I don't know, San Francisco last year, Tampa Bay the year before that. Uh, how about um, yeah? How about Brett Favre? How about the crappy Seattle Seahawks but... 2014 game? That was outside when yeah. it was a little crappier. Yeah. So what you're trying to say is Aaron Rodgers loves getting dumb. And who doesn't love getting dumb? What I'm trying to say is he's trying to be like, the, you know, like the Wisconsin. Yeah, we like playing in the cold. It's Lambo frozen tundra history. Dude, you're better in a dome. <laughs> who doesn't love dome? Rodgers was asked this though, Rowdy. What were some of the worst cold weather games of his career? Worst on the sidelines, not playing, was 07 NFC Championship for sure. As we saw with Tom's face and... Uh, the rest of our bodies. Uh, 08 down in Chicago was really cold. Um, at home against Houston was cold as well. Uh, Chicago 07 was the most miserable I've ever been on the sidelines when the wind was gusting to about 50. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like he likes it a lot. Yeah. San Fran, the first quarter of the playoff game at home. I was as cold as I've been on the field. That was a rough one. Uh, 16 in Chicago. Uh, it warmed up a little bit, but it was still uh, pretty cold at game time. Uh, those are kind of the ones that come to mind. And then there's this. He was asked, how cold was he? No, he wasn't playing. It was Brett Favre. The 2007 NFC Championship loss to the Giants when Favre looked miserable and threw the, <clears throat> the interception. Like, I was I was trying to uh, chart plays, and I, my fingers were shaking so bad. I just In the second quarter, I said, I can't even write at this point. You guys played like you all didn't want to be there. Yeah, definitely at times, probably. I think one thing that I like to do is you can't get too warm on the sidelines. You you have to be be wary of spending too much time in front of the in front of the heater because the it becomes more drastic once you go back on the field. The other part is the linemen have an innate toughness to them; they don't wear sleeves. And I've always enjoyed going out there right away with those guys. You know, the skill guys, let them stay on the sidelines and the coats and by the heaters. But once that, uh, whether it's TV timeout or not, once that ball changes hands, I like to run out there with the guys and and uh, just kind of take in the cold. And, and I, by the time that three minutes of the commercial break goes by, I feel like 
I'm a little more accustomed to it at that point. So, Rowdy, what I can gather is uh, you calling BS on Aaron Rodgers. After all the clips we just listened to, it sounds like you didn't really care for the cold. <laughs> like, and the other thing about like, oh, it's it's Green Bay Packer players. They're used to the cold. Okay, yeah. A lot of these guys, though. They didn't come from the state of Wisconsin. They don't live in the state of Wisconsin year round. Right when their season's over, their asses are back to wherever they're from because it's probably warmer and they don't want to be in this weather. But my favorite thing is like the best kids coming out of high school football are normally like the blue chipper recruits, right? Yeah. And those are normally the best recruits in college football. And then those become the best players in college football for the most part, which then become the guys that are drafted into the NFL. Now you're always going to have some of the guys fall off and other guys come way up. But for the most part, those publications are in business because they're good at what they do. Scouting players. Where do we bitch about where most of the best recruits come from? The South, the Southeast Mm -hmm. and the West Coast. Yeah. Is it ever cold in the Southeast or the West Coast? By their standards, it may get cold, but by our standards, no. So if the best kids coming out of high school are from the Southeast and the West Coast, they then all go to college and are the best kids in college and then are the best kids that are drafted. Does it really give you any advantage playing in the cold? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. No, that's like an old like 1960s, so. 1970s type the thing. The ice bowl. That's no longer a thing. The ice bowl. You're as cold as ice. Why does U.S. Bank Stadium uh, indoors if the, the Vikings love the cold and so much? It's not like these guys have jobs in the offseason where they stick around in, in fact, Green Bay. Like Rowdy, on the, off, on the bye week last week, guess where Aaron Rodgers went? Hey. He went to the beach. Or how about like you'll see like Mercedes Lewis last year after the season was over. He was hanging out near L.A. like the area he's from. If you like the cold so much, Rogers, why'd you escape from Wisconsin yeah. and go to the beach? Yeah, the beach. All these guys. There's there might be like one guy on the roster that's like a practice squad guy that is like stuck in Green Bay all winter. <laughs> Everyone else like look at it's like hey Rodgers is going to be out in California. Christian Watson and Randall Cobb are going to go hang out with them for the winter. Get out of here with this BS. <laughs> hey speaking of BS. Build, a, build a dome over Lambo. We played each other quite a bit over the last couple of years or twice in the last two years and there's a lot of familiarity within the staffs of a lot of us have worked together and so we kind of know what we like but Sometimes that can you can overthink things as well. So there's a lot of similarities, whether it's offensively or on defense, just in the schemes. And it's going to come down to who can go out there and execute the best. Yep, there is a Packers head coach Matt Lafleur on facing his former boss, the Rams head coach Sean McVay at Lambeau Field. We now go to the boss himself, Mike Clemens. Good morning, Mike. Morning, boys. Hey, Rowdy. Good call on. Uh, Lions and Jets. I think that's a pretty good breakdown. I think that the Jets should be able to win that thing. And if Mike White can still play quarterback, um, I, I, I and you know the the Packers would love to see the Jets take out the Lions yes. for obvious reasons. Yes, Mike White finishes the game. I think uh, the Jets are in good shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean. You'd think that Robert Sala and uh, Mike Lafleur. Oh, hey, hey! Sorry to interrupt, Mike. For a couple of tips on uh, the breaking news. One minute ago, according to Adam Schefter, the Schefter guy, sources, Jets doctors will not clear quarterback Mike oh, White for contact oh, before the game. Yeah. Zach Wilson will start against the Lions. Uh, Cancel the bet. Break, Cancel. Literally breaking news as you guys were talking about it. Wow. Wow. No, good catch. Good catch. 
Wow. So there you go. (laughs) I mean, I mean, how often is it that a guy gets benched because nobody likes him? (laughs) He must have got with one of their moms. And that's (laughs) 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 just you know. And and, and I'm so surprised because, like I said before, you know, these guys were here for a week, and 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 Zach is as as approachable and signing autographs and talking football and, and his bright future and stuff as much as the year before when the Texans were here and J.J. Watt yeah. had big crowds around him. I say so. White wanted to play and has practiced, but the Jets doctors are not signing off. Wow. Oh, boy. Wow. Okay. Well, there it is. Sorry, I'm Rowdy. Sorry to hear that. Well, <laughs> here in Green Bay, and we talked about this on Wednesday, and I was so pleased that things kind of worked out in terms of the schedule and the, the timing of the locker room and guys coming in and out for meetings. Um, to me, um, one of the more under-talked about or under-reported stories for the Green Bay Packers is the loss of the Rashawn Gary. And it's Preston Smith and, and who? you know, And you got uh, Kingsley, J.J., the nickname, and Nick number 55, as a rookie, is like a fourth or fifth-round pick from South Carolina, who's done a pretty good job. He's, you know, he's got some speed. But at the end of the Bears game, I had the binoculars on the on the Packers bench with about two and a half, three minutes left to go, and, and he looked like he was in some pretty bad pain, and they pulled him. So uh, now he was full participation, but we got the first injury report, and the first chance, uh, I, actually, he was like walked past me while we we're talking to Rogers. So I'm going to try him again. <laughs> but he, he's got a he he was down on the injury report with a knee, so I wasn't seeing things. I mean, you know, he made the injury report. Probably spent his bye week trying to get that rehab to get ready. So that's good news because they don't have a lot of other options. I don't think between Jonathan Garvin, but they so they brought in Justin Hollins just by chance because he was there and waved by the Rams. And and if you talk to people in L.A., they were surprised when Justin Hollins got waived. But that was in the middle of that six-game losing streak with the Rams, and injuries were flying left and right, and maybe they had to make a a tough decision. But this Justin Hollins guy, number 47, I thought when I watched the Bears tape, you know, again, I thought he looked pretty good. I thought he was making a pretty good play. So here's a guy who played at Oregon on a good team with Justin Herbert as as their quarterback gets drafted by Denver, then they have a regime change there. He gets picked up by uh, the Rams, and, you know, special teams guy, and got to play. He, he had a pec muscle that got injured uh, last season, but he got to play in the Super Bowl, and now here he is playing against his old team the other night. So, you know, he's pretty much been an L.A. guy the last couple of years, and we were talking to him yesterday about how's he adjusting to the Green Bay weather so far. I'm not going to lie, it's cold, man. It's cold. I woke up this morning, there was snow on the car, snow on the roads. You know, good thing I woke up a little earlier, you know, to wipe all that off and get right. But, yeah, man, it's cold out here. You know, it's supposed to be worse Monday. That's what they say. They say it's about to be five degrees or something. Something like that. You know, but, you know, we're getting used to it as the week go on. As the tip drops, we're getting a little bit more used to it, you know. So hopefully it'll give, it us, give us a little advantage, you know. Did you have a game like that flying in from L.A. to Buffalo or someplace like that? Well, shoot, we uh, came here in the playoffs. Yeah, we came here in the playoffs. Um, I didn't play last year when we came here. I was recovering from the peck. But, yeah, we came out here then. It was cold. I don't know what it was then. But you for sure seen your breath. And everybody had to put Vaseline on, so I couldn't feel my toes. <laughs> is that the secret to cold weather, Mike? Is you just Vaseline? 
Yeah, that's that's uh, the shirtless guys in the stands. That's what they tell me. <laughs> they need a couple tubs of Vaseline then for all, the shirtless guys in the stands. Yeah, yeah. Need the, they, they need the Costco size. Like, right, the industrial yeah, they size. go to Costco and get the gallon <laughs> jug. <laughs> so and here's another thing is I'm looking for these guys that are like the next wave of Rasul Douglas or even Devondre Campbell, like guys that Goody picks up as free agents and 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 they're they're frankly showing up some of the draft picks like you know like Rudy Ford over Darnell Savage Rudy playing safety in 20 you see him flying around in special teams now here's a guy who played for the Cardinals for a couple of years he had an injury uh after a pretty good rookie season um and then and then they again regime change and he finds himself out then he goes to the Jaguars and didn't make the cut for some reason there. I know he had another injury down there, but I think the guys, you know, played pretty sharp. Boy, he had two picks against the Cowboys. He had a he recovered a fumble from Chase Claypool uh, in the Bears game. And he's been kind of, you know, flying under the radar. Doesn't really want to talk too much. But finally, I got him opened up a little bit yesterday, and I said to, the, I mean, right now this guy is playing, you know, with his hair on fire. He's trying to earn a job. He's trying to keep a job. He's trying to get more snaps. And I said. Do you, is there any concern with this Packers team, the way the season has gone, that, you know, are you really going to put in the effort uh, to, to win these four games, or are guys already thinking about the postseason, no playoffs, and they'll phone it in on Monday night? That's just not the character of the guys in this uh, locker room. You know, we got guys that's uh, going to continue to fight until the last whistle and uh, every play. A lot of good players in here. Been in a really cold game before your time with the Cardinals. What did you learn? When I was the Cardinals. Yeah, you know, we, we came up here and it was snowing, windy. Yeah, it was cold actually. When we came up here to play, it was snowing. Yeah, I mean, you just got to be focused on the game. It's going to be cold and wind, snow, and all that. So you know, just kind of just stay locked in, get close to the heaters, but stay locked in on the task at hand. Do any players like the cold, Mike? Even the guys in Green Bay. I don't know, but you know what? I I realized. I said to him when we got done talking. I go, wait, wait a minute. I said, so so you were on the 2018 Cardinals team that played here in that cold, snowy day with about 10,000 empty seats because the yeah. Packers had a losing record and they knew they weren't going to go to the playoffs. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, do you know what happened after the game? No, I said, Mike McCarthy got fired. Mm-hmm. Oh, he goes, oh yeah. I was there. That game sucked. Yeah, right, right. It was terrible. Right, it was the yeah. worst, well, I, worst I professional game I've ever seen. Gerald after the game though, and he was he was great, man, because it was like the one of two or three wins they were going to have that whole year. So anyway, so Rudy was on that team on on that particular day, and then Dean Lowry, who you know first couple of years was just sort of their draft pick. He's, the more I get to know Lowry, and it's for instance things that Rogers has said about him. Um, you know, he's really grown in and become a much more intense guy. Remember, he's the guy that they gave a contract to, and then they cut Mike Daniels before the start of camp the very next day. Mm-hmm. So I thought he had a great season last year. This year, I don't know. I mean, he's there, and he's put, getting pushed, but, you know, we don't really, we're not really talking about big plays so much from the, from this year's defensive line for whatever reason. This might be part of this ongoing struggle between what Joe Barry's got him doing in the scheme. But I went to Dean who's from Northwestern. I mean, he's a, he actually is a really smart guy, a kid out of Rockford. And I said, um, are you convinced that this team, now you're back for the bye, they're all rested, um, they're mentally clear, and you're ready to try and make this 4-0 run and maybe get into the postseason? 
Absolutely. You know, I think we have the guys in our, our locker room that are full of pride and leadership and um, seeing our offense play better week after week. Uh, I think we're trending in the right direction. And defensively, we've got to just keep being consistent. All it takes is momentum. And I think if we can get one like we did last week and keep it going, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be fine. I want to believe, Mike. I want to believe. I know they're ready to fight. I want to believe they'll win out. We need a Christmas miracle, I think, that was the biggest one against the Dolphins. But task at hand, we've got the Rams coming up. Yeah, and the other thing is that the Rams, you know, after they snapped a six-game losing streak and, and all the injuries, but they were so galvanized by that win over the Raiders um, with Baker Mayfield. And, you know, with Matthew Stafford, I mean, he's, he's not coming back, and maybe his career's over with with his spinal contusion that he's got. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who knows? So. I, I there was a conversation we had at Rogers. Rogers was fantastic, and I'm, I'll tell you what I'll put a link up. I mean, if you really want to know everything that's going on with the Green Bay Packers, um, listen to the 23 minutes of Rogers. I'll, I'll put a link up on my Twitter, Mike Clemens NFL. So the conversation with Rogers was about these two, you know, awards that Aaron Jones is nominated for again: Walter Payton Man of the Year, which is community stuff. The Art Rooney, you know, the guy from the Steeler, owner of the Steelers, Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award that's on the field. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Rodgers said, you know, they just kind of took a little informal poll from some of the veterans uh, during training camp. But besides Aaron Jones, who are the other guys that are maybe the most liked or most respected in, in the locker room? And he, you know, he mentioned names like David Bakhtiari. By the way, him and Bakhtiari uh, beat me again on the way to practice. I mean, you know. I'm sitting there waiting to cross Oneida, and I get, eh, eh, and it's they got the golf Bakhtiari. cart. They got the golf cart, Mike. In the winter, with the golf cart, you know, uh, Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Dean Lowry, Rasul Douglas, and Keyshawn Nixon, who's really come on. And these are some of the guys that he talked about that they just sort of took an informal polls. Who are some of the most respected guys in the locker room right now? Uh, let's see, Dave. I think received some votes. Rasul. Uh, Probably received some votes. I'm trying to think. It was it was months ago, but you know I think most people like both those running backs a lot. You know AJ and, and Aaron, and you know Big Dog's probably a fan favorite in the locker room too. Uh, Dean Lowry's one of my favorites. You know I just love love getting past that uh, that gruff demeanor and see if I can get a hug every every once in a while. <laughs> and then K9 now too. You know he's uh, he was real anti hug for a while. I'm, I'm a hugger, so, and he's. He's come around, and look what happened. He had a pick to seal the game and a couple great kickoff returns. I said, Key, come on, there's no coincidences. you got to keep hugging me. <laughs> you a hugger, Mike? If Aaron Rodgers opened up his arms, you reciprocate the hug? Uh, you know, not right after practice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not right after practice. I'll, I'll pass. I don't think Rashawn Gary's a hugger, is he? Uh, you don't want to get hugged by him. <laughs> Because you'll probably crack a rib. You know, that's what he does. He'll, he'll, he'll crack you like a walnut under the Christmas tree. Mike, I'm not a hugger, and I don't even think if Aaron Rodgers offered me a hug, I'd take it. Because no. when the Milwaukee Brewers won game 163 against the Chicago Cubs. This is good. Ebo and I basically cheered as we were watching it on our computers, and I went in for a handshake high five. Ebo went in for the hug, and it was a very weird situation. Yeah, uh, Brewers went 163. We're in our office. We're celebrating. We're screaming. I go in for the big old man embrace, and Rowdy looked at me like I just like insulted him and his mother. It was not good, Mike. He tried to push me away. Is HR involved, Rowdy? Or 
We had to talk about a potential file. Yeah. <laughs> we settled on an awkward handshake. <laughs> so, you know, I, and I'd be very direct with these guys. You know, no BS. Um, you know, the, you, you go over the last month, and for, they played four quarters against the Cowboys. Why? I don't know. But they played four quarters. Then they go down to Chicago, and they dance around with these guys. And it's not until the, the Packers' offense started going, and now the score is 19-17, in favor of Chicago, that it, it kind of looked, and you didn't see like a Joe Barry speech, or any, or even a player speech. It just suddenly, okay, let's start playing, and guys are flying around and jumping routes and hitting people, hmm. hitting people, hmm. you know, like the Jets defense does, or like the Forty ers defense. Somebody hits somebody. And so I said to Rogers, you know, when you talk about that complimentary football, you saw it through all of the Cowboys game, you saw it kick in about the fourth quarter down in Chicago. Um, you know, do you really think you can get a defense now for the next four games that gets takeaways, special teams that get you uh, field position, and then a, an offense that tops it off by getting some touchdowns through these next four games? Like I said, after the game, we're playing meaningful football in December, and that's that's important. That should be the focus. And, and look, the fact is, their stuff is out of our control. What we can't control is we got to win out. We can't control what happens tonight, what happens on Sunday, you know, games that we need to go our way. But, you know, we control our focus and our approach and and, uh, and be a pro about it. And, and if we do that, you never know what can happen. We get on a little run here and, and make things interesting. Mike, it is going to get interesting, and it starts on Monday. I just, it feels so long since the Packers have played. I kind of miss it a little bit. Rowdy said, what, less stress for you? Though? Yeah, it's, it's relaxing. It's You're not so uptight going, ugh, it's the Packers. But the grind don't stop for you, Mike. You're up in Green Bay all weekend, all the way to Monday. Then God knows when you'll get home, right? Yeah, and you know, people ask me about it. I go, you know, really, I'm, I'm, I'm just here looking for stories. And frankly, in a, in a way, it's kind of fresh to rather be – always worrying and whining about, are we going to get the first number one seed? Are we going to get the home field? <laughs> now this is like, can we survive? You know, and can literally can some, some guys save their jobs in the next four games? Yeah. And I think it's, it's kind of, I think they got a shot against the Rams, particularly with the weather going to be about 10 above on Monday night. But then that, that's that tough one on Christmas Day in Miami against the Dolphins. The Vikings are a, a good team to be tough. And then, you know, you got to beat Detroit, man. you just got to beat Detroit. But you got three of the four of those games in Green Bay. That's, that's very promising. Yep. Mike, have a great weekend, man. Thanks for uh, hopping on on a Friday as well. A little uh, schedule adjustment. We appreciate it, my man. And have a great weekend. We'll follow along Mike Clemens NFL on Twitter and the Bill Michael Show, Grand Show, my show. We love you, brother. Hugs. Hugs. <laughs> uh, hugs. Yes, phone line hugs. See you, Mike. <laughs>